seconds. Two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And one in! And one in! And then the other way for the ball game! Welcome to the Hoosier Experience Podcast. My name is Aiden Kunst. Again, sorry to you guys that we haven't uploaded in a week. Uh, Scott went on vacation to Florida and... He forgot his uh, recording equipment, so for that reason, I have brought on Patrick Feltz, first ever recurring guest here on the Hoosier Experience podcast. He has his own podcast, The First in Ten. Patrick, how you doing, man? It's hard to follow up. Uh, Armand Franklin, of course, two of the stars of the Indiana basketball team, but uh, I'll try my best to, to try and uh, fill in their shoes that I'm sure would yeah. be much bigger than mine. Yeah, actually, they were the, they were the lead for you. Yeah, they were the uh, they were the opening act. Yeah, the opening act. Yeah, so you know, I just we we had this idea. Actually, I should say you had this idea here. the The basketball tournament. It is uh, something. TBT. Yeah, TBT. It is something that you know I don't think gets that much hype, but maybe this year it will have a little more sort of resonance with with everyone, given that we're so basketball starved. Uh, the basketball tournament happens every year. It's usually a 64-team tournament. This year, it'll just be 24 teams, single elimination. They're going to play it in their own bubble, uh, not Disney World, but Columbus, Ohio. So, you know, pretty close there. And and we wanted to make an IU team for for uh, TBT. Basically, there there are several teams of, of alumni. You got Syracuse, Bayheim's Army. Marquette, the Golden Eagles, even Purdue, uh, men of Mackey. So we wanted to see what we could do in terms of making uh, an IU basketball team in the TBT. Now, I think we kind of have to start with a name. I mean, I I don't really have one. I figured we could just kind of brainstorm, I guess, something to do with the word assembly. Uh, That was my first thought, too. I either wanted to tie in assembly or... Uh, candy stripes somehow, either candy stripe crew or the assembly, just flat out. Yeah. None of the team names are particularly creative. No, I would say, but they just kind of got to harken back to uh, the school without outright stealing the school's branding. Yeah, that that's kind of the you know the model that most of these alumni teams have followed. Um, there's just some random names. Uh, heard that from from Marshall Marshall alumni got themselves a team so it, you know IU could definitely have a competitive team in this thing mm-hmm. and you know with with the well, off season we're, we're so far into the off season that th- this is a, a way to make content so we're we're gonna make a team here yeah uh, and I've actually I've watched this tournament before uh, I paid attention last year uh, thanks to uh, Titus and Tate one of my favorite podcasts out there uh, because the Ohio State team. Uh, made a pretty deep run. I think they ended up winning the whole thing, actually. And yeah, of course, they did. It's in Columbus this year. Uh, and that Ohio State team, it was full of so many recognizable players uh, from the Big Ten. You know, Jared Solinger, Deshaun Thomas, Aaron Kraft, John Diebler, all these guys who, yeah. you know, as Indiana fans, we remember uh, plenty of great battles uh, between our team and theirs. And, uh, you know, just watching all these guys from all the other schools, uh, it really is a TBT, a throwback, because uh, – you see these names, you're like, oh, I remember him. Yeah. Uh, and you finally see him back out on the court in uh, their school's colors. It's uh, it's nostalgic. And I think with an Indiana team, 
uh, it would certainly be fun as a fan of the Hoosiers to see a lot of these guys back out running in the Crimson and Cream again. 100% it would, and, and I think this is actually a, a really cool way that you and I can can spend some time here with that nostalgia, remembering some of these guys who, who we don't often get the chance to talk about or think about uh, who, who played for IU. So I don't how do we want to do this? I mean, I have a list of names here, and I think you Me do too. as well. Um, so maybe we could just mention a name and then and see what the other person thinks. Um, we've already yeah, talked about I, it. We're, it's guard heavy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's very guard heavy. It's really guard heavy. And the first thing I want to mention is that uh, it's guard heavy, but not because Indiana was weak in the front court over the last 10 to 15 years. I think it's mostly guard heavy because think of all of the centers and uh, big forwards who have been at IU the last you know decade. Cody Zeller, Jawan Morgan, Trace Jackson Davis, Joey Brunk, uh, uh, Thomas Bryant. All those guys are either still at IU or in the NBA right now, so they're not really eligible for a tournament like this. Uh, so I think in the front court, there, there's a lot more question marks, but in the back court, you're pretty set. And the first guy I want to talk about is uh, one of, I think, one of the fan favorites uh, in IU basketball. Uh, an excellent shooter, a great hustle player, starting point guard. And I think he'd be the starting point guard of this team too. And it's got to be Jordy Holes. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had holes on, on my list as well. Um, like you mentioned, you know, six foot 182. I think he's got to be the starting point guard here. There are actually several good options as, as you and I talked about, you know, Robert Johnson's he's good enough to start on this team. Oh, not even, not even question. And and Rob so, Johnson could. Yeah, I mean, I I so could Verdell Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the couple of guys. Yeah, great. the guard depth is really great. Um, and I actually, honestly, I wonder how many like true big men this tournament actually has. I bet there's a lot of teams where you're not getting kind of a star big man. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, well, that Ohio State the best team, big there's there's, uh, yeah. there's Solinger and Deshaun Thomas. Yeah, that, that's I didn't I don't really remember much of the other teams in this tournament, but I remember watching Ohio state Carmen's crew, if you will. Uh, yeah. And it was those two guys, Solinger and Thomas, who of course dominated the big 10 for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and this IU team that we're putting together would have trouble with Carmen's crew, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Jordan holes uh, is a guy who, who over his career averaged 10 points, three assists unspectacular, but also very solid, very reliable. And someone I think is a good option to start at point guard. And a great leader too. Yeah. Uh, that was that was one of the best things about Jordan Holes is uh, the way he carried himself on the floor. Uh, he was never going to make any boneheaded plays uh, by his junior and senior year, uh, and, and he was going to carry himself and carry his team uh, just excellently. And uh, he was one of those guys who made you proud uh, to be a Hoosier. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I guess we should who I, talk about the guy who I I just mentioned, Robert Johnson. Uh, for his career, 11 points, four rebounds, three assists per game. Um, six, three guard, dependable, a big time shooter, always came up, you know, clutch in, in, in moments. He, he was never on the best IU teams. So maybe he's been a little underappreciated, but he's a guy who 100% needs to be on this team and, and has, has a case to be a starter. Yeah, I love Robert Johnson. Uh, I thought he was a great player. And, you know, people don't really recognize this about Rob is that He's up there uh, on some of the all-time IU lists in a couple of categories, pretty high relative to where you'd expect him, uh, given, you know, obviously the history of Indiana basketball and 
where you probably wouldn't expect, oh, Rob Johnson to be that high on the list. Uh, his statistics were always pretty good, and uh, he, he was a solid player, and I loved watching Rob play. He'd certainly have room on this roster. I don't know if he would start or if he would come off the bench or what, but I think there'd be room for him on this team. Uh, and one of the other guards I wanted to talk about uh, is a guy who could also probably start in the backcourt, and I think I would too, probably next to to Jordy. I think Jordy is pretty much guaranteed as a starter, but uh, that's Verdell Jones who – uh, you know, he started in the Korean era. He was one of the first Tom Crane recruits, uh, kid from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, he was uh, kind of got off to a rough start, uh, was on some terrible teams. Yeah. And I don't think that's to any fault of his own. But by his senior year, that 2011-12 season, he really figured it out. And uh, it's a shame he got hurt before that tournament because uh, he was really hitting his stride. And I think getting to see him back uh, out there on the floor with some IU guys, it'd be great. Yeah. You just love to see, see people like that, you know, out on the floor, like you said, going back to these guys. And that's kind of going to be the theme of our discussion here is just nostalgia Mm -hmm. and sort of throwing it back. Like you said earlier to these guys who we don't really always remember. And you know, the thing is a lot of these guys would have to be willing to come back and do it. It's not just, Oh, I can say he's going to come and do it. But with Indiana, I think so many of these guys would do it anyway because, you mm. know, you see Verdell Jones still active on Twitter and Jordan Holes too. Those, those were the first two guys that came to my mind. I still see them tweeting about IU basketball pretty much daily. Uh, and yeah. Jordy, he's been, uh, during the coronavirus, he's been in Bloomington in his hometown. So, you know, these guys, they still have a lot of love uh, for the city of Bloomington, for Indiana University, for the Hoosiers. And I can assure you that, uh, most of them would probably love to come and don the cream and crimson again. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's that's something that it's certainly not unique to IU, but but is you know. But it's important. You, you, it's yeah, important. it's very important. It's you special. Don't, you don't see that everywhere. You just don't. You don't see, uh, you know, guys truly. Especially you know, you, how about Romeo? How about Romeo the other day coming out and saying, and, and I don't know if you read that article, but but it was basically about how Romeo has a ton of love for IU despite a lot of people being kind of disappointed in his play and, and people were too hard on him. hundred percent they were, but he didn't care. He still loves IU and he loves the program despite spending one year there, which is really special. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even up to Eric Gordon who, who hasn't been there in yeah. two coaches in 13 years. Yeah. He's still in his bio, I think on Instagram or Twitter, I was just on it the other day on his profile and I saw still said like Indiana Hoosier in his bio and his profile pictures him in the number 23 IU jersey so being a Hoosier and I think I'm preaching to the choir when I say this it runs deeper than pretty much anywhere else yeah I agree and and let's kind of talk about now what I think now if we're allowed to include a couple players here that that you and I aren't 100% sure about I think the the wings could be the the biggest strength of this. Well, team. well, we're forgetting one guard. And who's that? I got three letters for you, JBJ. Oh yeah, James Blackman Jr. He's on my list. He's six four, obviously sixteen points a game and five rebounds. I don't know how I could forget this guy. This guy was will probably be one of, if not the go to guy on our TBT roster here. Yeah, I mean he was an elite scorer at IU on some pretty good Hoosier teams and uh, of course five-star prospects entering college he was very hyped up out of Marion and you know I could see him uh 
maybe in a three guard lineup, oddly enough, with Holes and Verdell Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, Verdell Jones and Holes in that the 2011 season, even before that, I mostly just remember the 2011 season because they were good. But right. uh, even before that, they started in the backcourt together. But I could see them playing some minutes together. But I think mostly you're going to see James Blackman Jr. out there with one of either Verdell Jones or Jordan Holes. Yeah, I agree. And and I think, um, like you said, that three guard lineup could be could be the option here. Um, Blackman, obviously, as you said, an elite scorer, a guy who's just going to put the ball in the basket, uh, had a really nice IU career, a guy who, yeah, like you said, he was on some really good, good Hoosier teams. And, and ultimately, he never had any sort of NBA career, but he would be a good addition to this team. And he would compliment the two guys who have spent some time and actually are currently in the G League. That's Troy Williams and Christian Watford, two guys who would really, really help this team with their rebounding, with their shooting, uh, Williams' athleticism, Watford's shooting. These two guys would be huge additions if they'd be willing to play. Obviously, they're in the G League. Well, but the thing, as the the thing with Christian website, and Troy, uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't think Christian's in the G League anymore. If I according to my research at least, because I could only find stats for him up to the 2018-19 season with the Raptors 905 team. Okay, so he's good. I think he's out of the G League, but in Troy, I know he was – I think he got arrested at some point recently. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. You're right. He was, so I don't know if he's what, – what his status is. I've, I haven't paid attention to his career since he's not been in you know, the actual NBA. But, yeah, you know, if they are there, – There's some baggage here. There's, there's a little bit with, with Troy, but and I think Christian's been you know totally fine. He's been playing in in what Canada, at yeah. the Raptors nine hundred five. So I think those two guys, if they were both able and willing to play, they'd be awesome. I mean Troy Williams, for as frustrating a player as he was, you can't deny that he brought something to the floor that almost nobody else can. That's elite athleticism with the ability yeah. to score the basketball. Right. And Christian uh, was an excellent leader uh, his last two years at IU and a fan favorite, of course, you know, the legendary shot that's referenced even in your own intro uh, that I think everybody in, in the whole world of college basketball remembers him for. And, you know, that shooting touch, you can't really underrate that, especially we see that on the current day Indiana teams like you can't have enough shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Christian was certainly a shooter. So having those two guys, I think, would be really important. And. I could I could see a way where in a starting lineup you play Troy at the three and then Christian starts at the four. Yeah, because Christian did uh, start at the four, uh, technically speaking at least, uh, his junior and senior seasons because uh, that 2011-12 season, his junior year, the, the year he had the shot, that was uh, Verdell and Jordan in the backcourt with Victor. Christian and Cody, and then the next year, same lineup, but you swap out Verdell Jones for Yogi Farrell. Right. And, you know, Watford was a guy who who actually ended up being a little, I think, ahead of his time. I, I think, actually, if he would have played in the more, you know, modern era of basketball, that shooting would have been even more valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at his stats, he only took three threes a game uh, across his career at IU that number would be, you know, six or seven now. And he could have been an even more valuable weapon uh, in today's game. And I think he would definitely help, uh, especially being able to play the four. He was able to rebound. 
Uh, and he was able to do all these things that would really help uh, this current team. And, and as you mentioned with Troy, that athleticism, that ability to score, and even that rebounding would be very helpful because as I'm about to get to here in a second, uh, there, there's a pretty big hole in this team, and, and that's at the five. Yeah, I agree. But I want to talk about another wing real quick. I just want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you talk about that athleticism with Troy Williams. I want to talk about another athletic player from kind of that same era a little bit later. What do you think about Freddie McSwain? Yeah, I think that that's a guy I had down. I didn't have him in my like top 10, but yeah. I did have I did have his name down. I think that's a pretty good pick because again, like we need some wing depth on the team. And, and I think if if you can't swing Troy Williams for, for whatever reason, I think Freddie McSwain is a more than adequate replacement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, McSwain is a guy who, you know, he never really put up huge numbers at IU, but he also could come in and compete. He was, he's going to be a guy who's just going to hustle and who's going to come in and and help our team win, which is something that, you know, you always want in a player. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's playing professionally in Canada right now. I think he won the Canadian League Championship last season, if I remember correctly. Well, that's impressive for Freddie. Um, yeah. we, we, I, I'm not sure what league that is, but it's, it's, uh, good for him. Um, good for him. I, I want, you know, we're speaking of, of a lack of big men and we're, we're speaking of, of a little bit of baggage. This is a guy who, who I knew when he played in high school, uh, was thrown off the IU team and that's Hunter Mascara Perea. What do you think? Uh, for, for Hunter, Call I don't crazy, know. With, that with the way things, that with, athleticism, with the way things ended, and and I'm sure you know more about how his career post Indiana went. I I know nothing about him after the incident. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that, but yeah, don't I don't know how he, he would fit on that roster personally. Because uh, I, I mean, he didn't really make a huge impact with IU, and you know he was a talented player coming into college without a doubt, and. And I think the talent talent's there, especially at the five position where I think there's a pretty big gap. But I don't think he's the first guy that comes to mind. But it's an interesting choice nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he actually ended up going to that the the machine of a program that is East Tennessee State University. Uh actually went to the tournament with them Steve where he Forbes. averaged eight Yeah, Steve Forbes, man. Uh we'll see what he does at wake forest that's a different different story i like him i do too actually i just think he's very very bold but i kind of like that i I don't know if you saw the video is off topic i don't know if you saw the video of him with the clipboard yeah 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 and then and then the did did you follow any of the stuff with uh what's his name olivier sar going to kentucky yeah with the whole wake forest kentucky beef i thought that was hilarious (laughs) Where Forbes basically said, why would you go to Kentucky and, you know, basically waste three years at a, at a better institution? <laughs> uh, to, to win some I, basketball games is the answer. Yeah, that's why, dude. Um, so Steve Forbes' era is off to a hot start down in Winston-Salem. Um, but as I was saying, uh, Hunter Perea, he did go on to play for Steve Forbes, I believe, at ETSU. Made the tournament. This is a guy who... He, I mean, he's not going to shoot at all. He, he's obviously very athletic or was, you know, I, again, that we're, I mean, he, he last played in 2016-17. So who knows where or what he is right now. Uh, but 
maybe we could we could work him out see 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 what kind of shape he's in i think it's an interesting proposition at the very least it's certainly a unique one i'll say that that's a good perspective but uh, a center who who we mentioned off air a little bit ago yep. when we were talking as uh, Deron Davis, the guy who was on the team last season, of course, the backup five, yep. uh, didn't get a ton of minutes. Uh, and he really hasn't been the same since his injury a year or two ago. But still, you look at uh, the game against Duke, uh, I think is the one thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking about Deron. Uh, yeah. he, he was incredible that game. And he always had the talent, but the motor was never quite there, which is why the bench role kind of suited him better. And, you know, maybe in a league like this where everybody's older uh, and he's still got fresh legs which is kind of ironic to say with with Duran and I'm not sure how fresh <laughs> his legs will be because you know of yeah. his injury and uh, obviously that that slowed him down a little bit but I think he could he could keep up in a league of guys who haven't been playing collegiate basketball for a while when he was you know just a year removed uh, from the NCAA yeah I mean he's a guy who who you and I both kind of had penciled in at that five spot and and yes it is mostly because of a lack of options there because as you mentioned, I use bigs have just been really, really good and, and therefore wouldn't want to play in this thing. Uh, but he's a guy who's going to, he's going to bang. He's, he's not again with our team. He's not really needed to score. Uh, so he can kind of do the dirty work. Um, and I think it's a role that, that kind of suits him. Well, obviously he's, he's big enough inside where he could hold off some of these guys like a Jared Sullinger, Deshaun Thomas, those guys, really strong presence inside. Uh, and, and I think Duran is, is the guy that, you know, looking at it, you kind of have to have to take him at the center spot there. I think you would take him and you'd play him. I still think he would get bullied by uh, a Jared Solinger. Uh, but yeah. I think against a, a, another team, an average team, even a good team, I think he could probably hold his own. But the interesting thing at center for me is that, number one, if Indiana were to have a team, it wouldn't be – a team that starts this coming season, it would be in 2021. So right. that means the guys who graduate in 2021, AKA the seniors on this year's team uh, would be eligible next year. So that means right. Uh, you got Al Durham and you got at center, Joey Bronk, who I think in a perfect. 2021 perfect. team is a perfect fit. Uh, and you brought that up to me. I didn't even think about it. Uh, Joey Brunk would really fit that team well because uh, he he really would have uh, fresh legs, so to speak. Uh, oh, yeah. That collegiate experience coming right off of what I assume would be an NCAA tournament season, uh, unless things go terribly wrong, knock on wood. Yes. But uh, Joey would fit well in that league, and uh, he might get bullied a little bit by, by the bigger guys down in the paint like he does right now, especially without a guy like Trace right next to him. Uh, but beyond that, I think he would be a great fit on a team like this and in a league like this. Uh, I think he could keep up uh, and and probably I, – I don't know what type of basketball Joey Brunk will be playing after uh, his collegiate career is over, but I think this is the perfect sort of uh, fit for him. Yeah, I mean, when, when I thought about it, and that's why I brought it up to you, you know, you, you look at this tournament, it just screams Joey Brunk. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's something that I think this guy would excel in. I think he would be a hundred percent. You don't even have to worry about it. Him, him be being willing to play. You know, I mean, he would be over the moon to play in this thing. He's gonna come in next year if we had this team, and he would a hundred percent be the starter over Deron Davis. So he he'd be a big help. And then the other guy you mentioned, Al Durham, 
would also be a big help. Um, and he could play off the bench as he has uh, occasionally mm-hmm. at IU. And and I th- I actually think with with if we if it is how we have it right now with with Jordy and Verdell and then Blackman, uh, Durham and and Robert Johnson off the bench is pretty darn good. And Al can play anywhere one to three, really. Yep, that's the thing. He's a versatile guy, and and I think Al would be willing to play in one of these things too. And and you know Al is a great leader as well, and and he's been praised for that uh, for the last year two or three even, but. Uh, I think Joey, uh, getting him on a team with Verdell Jones and Jordan Holes and guys like that, just the hard workers, uh, oh, yeah. if you will. And I think Joey falls into that, just just like I would say Verdell and Jordy do. Uh, I think yeah. that could create a great culture on a team. Even just for a couple of weeks, uh, it's important to build that kind of chemistry. And guys like Joey and Al, I think, could buy in to what, what they're trying to set. Yeah, and and I mean chemistry. I don't know. That probably plays a pretty big role in this thing. I mean, it, it's only a couple of weeks, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. which, which maybe, is why you know yeah. the teams. Yeah. Like I said, with, with Ohio State, most of those guys kind of played together. Like, uh, yeah, Aaron Kraft, uh, John Diebler, Deshaun Thomas, Jared Soldier, all those guys. Like same couple of years uh, there at Ohio State, all bunched together. Mm-hmm. So they're already familiar with how each other play, but. You know, with this IU team, it wouldn't be as much of that. Like, yeah, there was some crossover between these guys, but for the most part, it's a lot of mixing and matching. And that's right. It could lead to a little bit of an issue, but I feel like most of these guys, from what I know of them, would be willing to buy in. Yeah, I agree. And and you know, maybe that's buy in is 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 not that high up there with Honor. So. I might, I might uh, retract that one if, if we're doing the culture yeah, argument. Yeah, and on a 2021 team, too, I don't know how necessary he would be with Joey Brunk and yeah. Deron Davis both available. Especially right. because, as far as I know, these rosters are only about seven, eight players. Right, that's the thing. Is like, I, I initially filled this out with like 13 players before I had really actually looked at the rosters, and then I realized that they don't actually have that many players. Yeah. So, I don't remember you know. the exact specifications of uh, the roster, or the rules, but we'll, we'll say about seven or eight guys. Yeah. When I mean, we're, seven when we're making our final cuts. Yeah. And we'll do it for, mean, for a 2021 team. So we'll, we'll say Al and Joey are eligible. Right. So Al and Joey are eligible. We have Jordy. We have Blackman, Johnson, Davis, Brunk, possibly Wofford. Watford and well, we probably would have Watford Williams. We're not 100% sure about. Um, you know, I had a couple other guys. I, I gotta ask you, as someone who's a lifelong IU fan, I, I was just scrolling through, you know, the IU uh, CBB ref uh, page, and and I see this guy Nick Zeisloft. Oh, who, Zeisloft, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, Nick Zeisloft. Yeah, you want a shooter? Yeah, dude, this guy's 44% from three. There you go. First yeah. I've never heard of him because he was on the frankly, 2016 team that won the big time. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I got to ask you about this guy. Is he just a lights out shooter? I that's mean, it. That sounds, <laughs> lights that's out. I mean, lights it, out. I, that seems like something we should bring in. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously if we only have seven players, he's probably not making the cut. If, if we have more like 10 players, maybe he could, he could find a spot. I don't know. I think, I think Zyslav could still actually hold his own on a team like this. Uh, 
You know, that's an interesting player you brought up. Uh, and even Max Bielefeld, too, uh, who was a one-year transfer fr- from Michigan. Yeah. I think Max Bielefeld could, could as well. Uh, you know, he was more of a power forward guy. He, he was bigger, 6'8", but I, I would well, say – we need some size. I would too. say I mean, he could be a good backup four. Now that I think about it, uh, uh, and Zaislav maybe as a uh, as a, as I mean, a shooter off the bench. But when you think about it, you've yeah. already got. If you want shooters, you've got you've got Jordan Holes uh, number one. You got Christian right. Watford number two. You got Robert Johnson number three. Yeah, Johnson Johnson can shoot. And you even and you know what? You've got James Blackman Jr. too. Right. Who right. I would call a, a very good shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shooting is is actually, you know, when we look at it, not, you know, not the highest. Believe priority. it or not, with Indiana basketball. Yeah, that's what I was looking for people, and I see that that forty four percent from three number, and and knowing knowing IU, I'm like, okay, we got to add this guy. Um, yeah, I actually, I think, you know, just he might have a spot depending on on the size of the roster. Obviously, you know, we don't really. Mm-hmm. No, um, and and frankly, don't really care. It's just kind of fun to to back and forth with these IU guys. What do you think about Will Sheehy? Would he would he have an argument? That's another good one. I I, I forgot about Sheehy because uh, when I was thinking about uh, the wings, I was thinking more of the athletes because I felt like that was what the team needed. But you know, Sheehy, another hustle guy. Uh, that that's right. really the thing with Sheehy, uh, and a great defender too, and he can shoot. So yeah. Yeah, there's a, spot, there's a spot for Will Sheehy here. And, you know, if there there's a chance that, say you bring in Will Sheehy, then four of your starters can shoot. And pretty much right. – and I think there's a scenario where five or six guys on the roster can shoot the three. Uh, everybody yeah. pretty much but the centers. Pretty, so everyone but Joey or Duran. Right, right. Well, and, and let's just say – I mean, for the sake of argument – if Williams is off the team, then maybe you could even go Holes, JBJ, Sheehy, Watford, Brunk. Everybody can shoot except Brunk. That's an awesome lineup. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what, I, what I'm thinking. So there I would say that. that's probably your starting lineup. And then off the bench, I would I would take with you. Let's, let's say you get if – you, if you get 10 players. Yeah. Nine or 10 players. So let's go 10. Let's say you get Deron for sure. Deron Davis definitely, and I would say Verdell Jones too. Yeah. So let's say Verdell Jones and Deron Davis. Except I don't know what Verdell Jones has really been up to the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, that's, I hope he's staying in shape. I'm sure he is. Uh, yeah. I mean, gosh, Ro- I Robert jo- like, Robert Johnson definitely. Yeah, Johnson for sure. Oh, but, if, but we but need Al, an... you know what? But if Al Durham's eligible. Would you would you yeah. take Al Durham over uh, Johnson? Maybe I mean, not over fresh... Johnson, but over uh, Rudell. Yeah, fresher legs for sure. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. So I would probably no, say I'm... Durham. I don't know, but maybe you just say Durham's a, a three, or not a three, yeah, so you... to speak. But you know, he's a wing guard combo. He's a combo guard. Yeah, he's he's a combo guard, so maybe it's Johnson, Durham, and Jones. Maybe you can get all three of those guys, and then you want Deron Davis as your backup center, and then I don't know Max Bielefeld. I think Max Bielefeld yeah. could be a good fit. Yeah, I think actually he he fits in perfectly here. 
Um, so, so that's kind of our roster here. I think, I think we're, we're pretty set here. So holes, Blackman, Sheehy, Watford, Brunk, Johnson, Durham, Jones, Bielfeld, Davis. That's a decent 10. That's a really good team. I like that team yeah. a lot. Uh, I think they could compete in a league like this uh, and hopefully, uh, win, win a couple of games, maybe advance far in a tournament. So hopefully we yeah. get to see a Hoosier team, uh, competing in the TBT in 2021. And I can promise you if they did, we would see more than a few of those names and, Maybe even one or two that we forgot. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and now, for the sake of argument, and and this is this is just IU Purdue. This is always what happens. I'm going to read you the roster of men of Mackey Purdue's team, and and we'll see how it compares. So, Rin Smith, Evan Boudreau, Ethan Stair, Johnny Hill, Lamont West, Rafael Davis, Justin Dentman, Frank Gaines, Isaac Haas, Jonathan Octius, and Jaquiel Taylor. Okay. I think the Indiana team I think, is way better. I think we're right there, if not ahead. I don't even think it's close. I mean, how many of those, yeah. those Purdue guys do I even think were that good? Smith, uh, Octius, Haas. Davis was – Rafael Davis, Davis was, was an excellent defender. Yeah. Uh, is Dakota Mathias not on that team? He's not on the team. Oh, He's thankfully. On... Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is Dakota Mathias doing that's so important that he can't compete in this tournament? Maybe it's a virus thing and he, he doesn't want to get sick or something. I, I don't know. I'm not going to judge on yeah, that. I but, like – where is Dakota Mathias on that team? I have no idea. I mean, they grabbed this guy Ethan Stair, who who played at Mercer. They just <sighs> randomly on the team. He's just on the. <laughs> why is he on the Purdue team? That, that's odd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I th- I think Dakota Mathias. That's a huge missed opportunity because he is the type of guy who who would excel in a TBT tournament, in a tournament of like. Remember that guy? What's he up to? Or even, yeah, or even right. PJ yeah. Thompson. What's PJ Thompson doing right now? I actually I think PJ Thompson might be a grad assistant at Purdue. Mm-hmm. that's perfect yeah. why can't pj thompson play right and here's the thing that i'm noticing now like half these guys it's not just that guy half these guys didn't play for purdue justin denman played for washington uh <laughs> lamont plays played for missouri state so i like you're not the men of mackey you're you're half men of mackey uh yeah. and, and that's i guess with, with an indiana team potentially maybe there would be some pitfalls like that right i mean i guess you know apparently it's it's pretty hard to get you know 10 10 former purdue guys to to want to do this for their school you hate to see it it. that that is odd i I would hope that wouldn't happen with an iu team i would hope we would just see nothing but uh true hoosiers on the team but right i I mean i guess that's possible and since we named so many so many guys and there were there were plenty of people who didn't make the cut maybe in a scenario like that you would have to make room for hannah perea or uh uh, it's Freddie McSwain or somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, you got the Frank Wayne, Frank Gaines here, who played at at uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Fort Wayne, IPFW. Yeah, so uh, not even a thing they, anymore. They yeah, they really uh, uh, reached to all the all all parts of the U.S. But they couldn't team. get Dakota Mathias. What a shame, Purdue. Or you couldn't get Ryan Klein. Couldn't get Ryan yeah, Klein. Ryan, where's Ryan Klein? <laughs> Or you know, even like Eifert. Eifert was a pretty good Vince player. Edwards. Yeah, it's almost laughable because you know Purdue's, Purdue's had plenty of really good teams in the last couple of years, and most of their right. best players from those teams, I guess everybody but Carson Edwards and Caleb Swanigan, are not in the NBA. Right. Exactly. Where, where's AJ Hammonds? What's AJ Hammonds up to that he can't do this? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely out of the league, or at least, I mean, maybe in the G League. I don't know. But I guess the, that you can't get even a, a few of those guys that I mentioned 
and the fact that I could name so many of them who, who were, you know, really important and good players right. uh, for those teams that, that couldn't even make the, the cut for that, that is yeah. nuts. The fact that you can get yeah. P.J. Thompson, Ryan Klein, Dakota Mathias, A.J. Hammonds, you can get one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's Vince mind-blowing. Edwards. Yeah, you can get yeah, one Vince of those Edwards. guys. Well, uh, yet another indictment on Purdue. A true uh, shame. A, a yeah. crime. It, it's you hate to see it um so that's kind of our team here tbt starts uh july 4th they're gonna televise it on espn and and obviously in this time of uh you know where there's pretty much been no sports other than golf and and some soccer racing. uh yeah racing racing good point let me not forget racing i love uh, indycar we've only had one race uh that changes on july 4th though Okay, so c- competing, TBT competing with IndyCar. Yeah, uh, I think, well, because there's a triple header at, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on July 4th. Uh, the two headliners, of course, the IndyCar GP and uh, the NASCAR Brickyard 400. I won't be watching the NASCAR race. I will watch the IndyCar race. So maybe after IndyCar, I, I turn it over to TBT, catch up on that, see a couple mm-hmm. names, get a little nostalgic, be like, have some member berries if you're familiar with that joke. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at this. It's uh, it's Aaron Kraft. You remember Aaron Kraft? I remember Aaron yeah. Kraft. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much boils down to what what the TBT is and and what they and for right now, it's perfect. It's, it, it really it, what it is is it's basketball, and that's what we yeah. need. <laughs> it's it's single elimination basketball with guys that you know we know most of them in the year is, without a tournament. We need it. Yeah, we need it. And it's like uh, like the NCAA tournament will be single elimination. As I said, they advertise that it's for a million dollars. Actually, a million plus. T- Titus and Tate uh, always did the ads with the giant, the duffel bags full of cash for it. Right, right. Yeah, no. Uh, Titus and Tate. You, I just love that show. Me too. I, it's it's so good. I actually was just listening to. The- I was too actually before we started. I was listening to a yeah. Episode. It's always good. Um and and unlike uh, their former boss Bill Simmons, this is a tangent, but unlike Bill Simmons, you never have to worry about controversy with Tyson. <laughs> no, they're they're having fun. Yeah, they're, they they're won't get into any trouble. No, I mean they they're the most like likable guys of all time. I know. So wonderful, wonderful be- show. You're not going to see many hit pieces coming out on Titus and Tate, I don't think. I don't think so either. Um, so yeah, that was kind of kind of the show here. We we wanted to, you know, Pat had this idea to to talk about an IU roster for the TBT, and and I think what we came up with is would be pretty competitive in this thing. I mean, the the dynasty here is is overseas elite, which up until last year had won every single edition of the TBT. Yeah. Until Carmen's crew came around and uh, brought the championship to Columbus, Ohio. They did. And, and I guess, you know, that, that just let it become the, the host site this year because they, they love Carmen's crew and, and overseas elite. I mean, that team is stacked too, not to keep getting on a tangent that I just saw that they, they got Jarrett Jack, obviously former NBA. Jarrett Jack. Really? Huh? Yeah. How about Joe Johnson from the NBA? He really just ISO up. Joe. Yeah, and here's a name. Tell, tell me if you can you know where this guy went to college. I, I'm pretty sure you will. DeAndre Kane. DeAndre Kane. Oh my God, I know the name. Oh, that's gonna take yeah. me a minute. 
I've got it right here, but what do you guy, go? I remember him. I remember him at Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. yeah, 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 with, with Hoiberg. Yeah. So they they've got they've got a squad. None uh, of those guys are from over. They're all playing overseas. That's the thing, right? Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's I think the, per, personally, the, I'm cheering for Carmen's crew from Ohio State to to bring it back for America. Yeah, for America. For and America. For, for, the, for the Big Ten. And, starting on and, July 4th. Yeah, starting on July 4th. I mean, it, it's just it's in Columbus. It seems like uh, Carmen's crew is, is mm-hmm. set up for for success here. And I'm not the biggest uh, Aaron Kraft fan, uh, but you know what? If that's what it takes, then go Aaron Kraft. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> You know, Aaron Kraft. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I gotta say, he actually, was, really, he mo- a lot annoying. of the annoying. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, a lot of. Those I love John Diebler though. Yeah, yeah. John Diebler was was someone I always liked. Um, and obviously, Mark Titus. I mean, Titus should we... be on this team. I don't know why Titus isn't allowed to play. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it, he seems like he'd be perfect for this event. Not because he would probably get much. No, you bring time. him in for one minute a game and let him shoot a three and yeah. then walk off. Yeah. I mean it's it's perfect. Uh so Pat, you know, uh wanna give you a chance here to to talk about what you guys got going on over the first and ten podcast. Yeah. Uh well we've got a couple new episodes that have come out in the last week. Uh you know, just the other day we actually uh we did an episode where we picked our own perfect bowl games if we could create our own bowl games what would they look like we did that uh last week we also previewed iu football for next season as well as nebraska and uh coming up this week we're going to be previewing uh those hated purdue boilermakers as well as the maryland terrapins so keep an eye out for that over on our feed the first and ten uh it's spelled first and one g like the big 10 logo uh you can follow us on instagram at the first and ten spelled all out and on twitter at first and one g yeah, I'm actually going to hop on pretty soon here and talk about Minnesota. Uh, Correct. Not at all yeah. Here. Row the boat, go Gophers, ski you ma. Um, I'm excited for that. I love Minnesota football. I understand Reed does as well, so I'm very excited for that. Reed Murray is a big Minnesota football guy. So, yeah, I will be going on their podcast uh, very soon. Check it out. The first and 10, is, as Pat said. Uh, they're doing currently doing, uh, you know, preview of the the season that we hope we will have. Uh, Hopefully, let's I cross don't know our... what I would do without it. Yeah, I I don't either, man. It's it's uh, you know, everything's being discussed, but I, ah, man, it's tough because you see these teams like Clemson having what twenty plus member guys. I think it's up to thirty seven. Is it really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I mean. It's it's really it's you know you see these these huge numbers with the the southern schools, and just the western schools and, and a bunch of these schools that, that have huge numbers. I you actually only had I think one positive case. I, last uh, I checked, it was zero. Zero. Okay. Well, well, I think then, Notre Dame had one. Notre Dame had one. Yeah, I get confused with two. So anyway, for Patrick Feltz, uh, I'm Aiden Koontz. This has been another episode of the Hoosier Experience Podcast. Thanks for having me on, Aiden. Uh-huh.